get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. St. Louis and Lindenwood grad, MLB Network's lead anchor, Greg Amzinger, is on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line this morning. Good morning, Greg. How you doing? Uh, good morning, guys. Yeah, I got to tell you, I remember vividly the first time I saw Danny Mac in person. I was a board operator at CamoX Radio, and then walks Dan McLaughlin with this perfect golden hair, like combed with a perfect part, <laughs> this tight suit, a pocket square that could kill. It was just, whoa. I, I'd never seen anything like it in person. Wow. I'm emotional right now, Greg. <laughs> it, I, I, I remember that quite uh, vividly as well. And uh, the emotions right now are getting the best of me. Um, and I remember looking at you and saying, my goodness, look at his hair. <laughs> I've met Here's my match. Thing. Here's the thing. Back in those days, I had sideburns down to my lip. Oh, I, I had I, like a soul patch. You remember this? Yeah. Randy probably. You, yep, I, I was remember. crazy, man. I was out of my mind. I don't think I've really improved. I, they just, consultants make me look different. So I'm still the same weirdo. It's just, they make me look different. Greg, I, I remember, and I said, I've met my match. <laughs> hey, that's a, take us behind the curtain here. Like, how much influence do consultants have, really, when you go on the air? Uh, it's interesting. You know, they uh, – so we have, like, wardrobe, and we meet with them, and there are colors they like on us. There are colors they don't like on us. There are cuts of suits that they like on us. I personally have some that I like. I'll take you way behind the curtain here. I'm the only broadcaster at MLB Network that shows up to the studio fully dressed to be on the air. Mm. Now, that's not because I'm super professional. It's because I'm wildly lazy. <laughs> I don't understand the double laundry. Why would you... Why would you pick out some sort of outfit that people are going to critique because this is a reflection of your style, jeans, the button down, only to go to work, lug all of your TV gear with you to change? That's what impacted me when I saw Dan McLaughlin. He was walking through the radio station ready to be on TV. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be ready to be on TV. It actually helped me when I started at MLB Network in 2009. Uh, so I'm always ready. I keep all my TV gear at home. Uh, guys leave all their stuff at work, but uh, I, I like interacting with the people in wardrobe and the consultants that tell us what works, what doesn't, because you don't want to be visibly distracting on the air. That's the last thing you want to be. Greg, but if you're wearing your suit in and you're wearing it all day, have you ever had a situation where you're a little rumpled and maybe wrinkled before you have to get on air? Never. 
no, no, come on now. <laughs> never, ever, ever. I would never, ever allow that. We have a steamer, and nice. I've got my own personal steamer. Flex. What right? flex, Greg? Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. But i got to make sure I'm good. I also have the backup suit with the backup shirt, the backup tie, in case when I'm eating at work, I were to get some balsamic vinegar on a tie, which <laughs> That's has right. happened occasionally. Yeah, at the, the backup plan. Foresight is what I've learned over the, in, in my career. There's always a plan ahead. Expect things to go wrong. And maybe you'll be pleasantly surprised. All right. Uh, we talked about the acquisition by the Cardinals, Nolan Arenado, on Monday. Now that he's officially been introduced and you've had an opportunity to think about it, marinate, marinate on it, talk to people about the Cardinals' acquisition of Nolan Arenado. What's the thing that stands out for you most that you've learned over the course of the last four or five days? Uh, 99% of baseball fans are jealous of Cardinal fans. That's what I've come <laughs> to learn. Uh, and he, I get text messages immediately after the deal uh, goes through, and everyone's excited and happy that deals are going through. Collectively, for, for baseball, this is good for baseball that people are excited. Then I've got those critical baseball buddies of mine that are not Cardinal fans that live in the Northeast or maybe in, on the West Coast. And, and it, all of a sudden, the, the commonality to the New England Patriots and how they're like grumpy that St. Louis is always doing the right thing, always going to be competitive. It kind of eats away at people that live in a different reality than the rest of us in St. Louis. We are spoiled brats. We are beautiful baseball brats that we we are pampered. And at some point, we have to acknowledge it. And I have been shooting many texts back and forth going, you just wish you were part of Cardinal Nation. I'm sorry that your parents led you down the wrong path when you were in pull-ups. But my parents <laughs> didn't. And I am a proud member of Cardinal Nation. It's good to be me. It's good to be me. <laughs> Greg, you just need to tell them, don't hate us because you ain't us. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know. I can understand if you're if you're a fan of the Chicago Cubs and you think, wow, we're so cool. We got Jock Peterson and then boom, Nolan Arenado shows up in St. Louis. You're frustrated about that. And Theo Epstein bounces because he doesn't want to be part of a reclamation project, another rebuild. Those things don't happen in St. Louis. We don't know what that's like. The last rebuild featured Langford, Gilkey, and Jordan in the outfield. And that wasn't so bad. And there are a lot of people that are listening to this right now that weren't even alive when that happened. So <laughs> we, don't even, we don't even know how good we got in St. Louis. Well, here's a couple of things. Number one, Nolan Arenado knew in the Zoom right off the top of his head that the Cardinals have had 13 straight winning seasons, which is longer than he's been playing. Here's another stat. I don't know if we've ever used this one on the show, Greg. Every team in the National League except the Cardinals has finished with the worst record in the National League since 1990. The last time the Cardinals finished with the worst record in the National League was 1918. <laughs> oh, that's just salt in the wounds. There are people driving around right now in Illinois that, you know, you've got those wild Reds fans that are that can listen to this right now. And, you know, the Cub fans always around or a White Sox fan. It's just tough. It's tough when you've got such a storied organization that cares about the history. And I brought this up on Monday. A deal like this gets done because of the loyalty of the fan base. This is, it has a lot to do with it. Fans do impact the decisions that are made by organizations and front offices. There's a reason why the Cleveland Indians are up and down and down and up because they can't get people to go to games. When you can count, once, once we can get everyone vaccinated and you open up the gates, 
and you're running a business like the St. Louis Cardinals, and you know you're going to have sellouts. You know every seat's going to be filled. When you know that, that's a comfortable place to do business. Other organizations do not know that. So this is a move. Yeah, they're taking on a lot of money and gave an extra year of $15 million, and yeah, he could opt out. But what, what do Cardinals know? Cardinal fans know this, and, and Mr. DeWitt knows this, and John Mozeliak knows this. He's going to be playing in front of sellouts every single night. He's going to go on the road and see half-empty stadiums. So he's going to understand how special this is and, and fans impact moves like this. And this is Cardinal fans are a big reason why this tradition, unlike any other Cardinal winning baseball has continued to be enjoyed. Greg, I wanted to get your reaction to the news on Colton Wong. He signs a two year, $18 million deal with the Brewers. What did you make of the deal and of Colton Wong staying in the NL central? You know, a year ago, it was the Cincinnati Reds that were the first team to play the we might have a DH game. They loaded up on a bunch of bats. Mike Moustakas is going to play second base. Let's go get eight outfielders. They kind of knew. Dick Williams at the time, the GM, knew that the, the, the DH was going to be in play. Now, there's a lot of pessimism right now about whether or not the DH is going to be universal. There's a chance it could come before everyone shows up to spring training. I am still holding out hope. I really am. Uh, with this report from Ken Rosenthal today that the union bailed on a conversation with the Biden administration about moving the, the date back a month, the union's going to be uh, you know on the coals right now. They're, they're looking like they're the problem. They don't want this to be the case. They still think the DH is in play, uh, and that means Keston Kira is a de- designated hitter. If not, you're going to move him to first base. Colt Wong's playing second base no matter what. The Brewers were in the market for a corner outfield a player, which they might get before spring training opens up. But Daniel Vogelbach's not the answer at first base full-time. Uh, but I think they would prefer Hira to be a DH. He's got a premier bat, can't really play a position, has a bad throwing arm. So, I look, I think the Brewers and their fan base was waiting for one move. I don't know if this two-year deal moves the needle, but good for Colton Wong that he got 18 mil and there's an uh, option for a third year. The Brewers, like every other year with their bullpen, the guys that they have back there, they're going to be a competitive team, uh, especially in a division that there wasn't a lot of moves. Greg, I'm holding out hope as a baseball fan that uh, we get spring training started for the Cardinals on the 17th. I don't know if it's the right thing to do. I'm not the right guy to to answer that question. I don't know if anybody is. And you look at the COVID numbers in Phoenix, they're they're not good. Uh, You look down in Florida, the state is wide open. So I don't know if anybody really knows the right answer to what to do. But let's just talk about it from a baseball perspective. What What are you hearing? We got a couple weeks away. Do you think we start on time? I think the phone call that the union bailed on, they rescheduled to have the phone conversation with the Biden administration uh, privately without Major League Baseball part of it, which makes no sense to me. It kind of shows the divide between the two sides. Which Absolutely. Is uh, but I will say that the idea that came from it was let's move it all back a month so we can get as many players vaccinated with this new Johnson & Johnson vaccine product that has now become available to me, that's the answer. Let's take our opinion and whether or not we're, we're frustrated by the previous CBA into account. If we can get the most players vaccinated, then we're going to have the smoothest 2021 season possible. So I, I, at some point, the union is going to have to sit here and, and acknowledge that th- their clientele, the players, Their health is what they're talking about here. Now, I get it. They're all young, strapping, strong men, so they're not worried about themselves. But, Dan, you know this. Working in an organization, how many layers of employees 
are involved and how many people from coaches to employees that are behind the scenes that are susceptible to a disease like this. And just because you, you're not feeling the symptoms doesn't mean you're not carrying it. So I, I think it, this, the safest way to go about this is for the union to get on the horn, talk to the government, see what makes sense. If there's a new product that can get into the arms in a week of these baseball players and you try to try to get them all 100 percent vaccinated before spring training, which would start maybe at the end of March. To me, that's two plus two is four. Let's not make this too complicated. Do the right thing. Yeah. And I, my guess is, is that, you know, when you look at this, I, I talked to John Mosellock a couple of weeks ago, and, and the idea was you might have 80 players in camp. Now, that's 80 players that does not include medical personnel, front office personnel, the clubbies, all the people that makes this thing go. So now you're talking at least another, oh, I don't know, 20 people, 30 people, who knows? So now you're getting into the hundreds for each team. And and I don't think the general public is looking at it that way. You're just looking at the players. And I'm not saying it's right, but, you know, if if you push it back another month, uh, it might be the right thing to do. And I guess from the players' perspective, because there's so much frustration with from the union to Major League Baseball, they're saying, well, we're going to be giving up power to the commissioner, then he's going to cut back more games. It's really a delicate situation, and, and that's where we're at right now. Especially if they're getting paid for 162, and that's the reported agreement or uh, deal that they were offering to the union that they turned down for 154 games. Uh, you make a great point. I think the court of public opinion is like, hey, we're watching the NHL do this. We're watching the NBA do this. Time out. This is a marathon sport unlike any other. This is an intimate gathering every single day. Spring training is a marathon day from 6 in the morning all the way until that spring training game is over. Then you have people staying late. It is a marathon to work for a Major League Baseball organization. Now let's just pretend that someone gets COVID. It spreads like wildfire when you have that many people in one intimate space every single day. You're playing games every day and if one team gets it now there's contact tracing to the last team they played now the schedule's all thrown out of whack this is before we even get to opening day so to me it, you cannot compare baseball to the other sports just because they're trying to pull this off and many are during this pandemic this is a different animal man baseball's 162 they want 154 the union wants their 162 it's just you don't want it to be murky you want this to be as smooth as possible and I think the, the conversation they're inevitably going to have with the government is going to impact the way the union changes and looks at this. Greg Amzinger, you're the man. Enjoy your Super Bowl weekend. We appreciate your time. By the way, you're just going to watch it home with the family? Yeah, you know, play safe. I, I really loaded up that day. I drove around at 15 inches of snow. Thank goodness for <laughs> Thank goodness for all-wheel drive. I, I am really locked in, and uh, I've got I've got more boxes of booze around my house to celebrate the Super Bowl than I know what to do with. So party at the Amsingers. Have a great time, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Take care. See you, man. That is Greg Amsinger, MLB Network on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. 
and Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com energyaudit energy audit.